Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. The COB is brought to you by Capstream, the global absolute return fixed income specialist. It's Monday, the 18th of May. I'm Kylie Merritt, here with David Scott. Scuddy, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited. It's been a good solid start to the week. It has indeed. Uh, the market up uh, just under a percent. Um, you've been watching, obviously, uh, this morning, the statements, the interview that came out um, with Jerome Powell, but also, you know, what what has that caused, um, particularly in terms of movements on commodity markets? Well, commodity prices have uh, had an absolute stonking session, to say the least. It's uh, it's almost come out of nowhere. But uh, look, in particular, precious metals uh, have really been uh, benefiting from uh, this expansion of, uh, of asset purchases from central bank. You know, basically uh, digitally printing uh, fresh dollars, euros, yen, and uh, we saw today the Fed uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell was pretty much just re- replicating the same message he's been saying for the last six, seven weeks. But it just lit a fire under uh, precious metals today. And we saw some huge moves at some stage. Uh, palladium was up nearly close to 10% in the session. Uh, gold hit uh, seven and a half year highs. Silver, when I was looking at one stage, was up over 4%. So the key thing, uh, the central banks, particularly the Fed, keep printing money, expanding their other sides of their balance sheets. Whereas there's only a finite supply of, you know, of, of precious metals. And look, as long as this continues, like obviously there's you know, concerns about valuations and how far gold's already rallied. But given what we're seeing in the previous episode of, of money printing uh, back in the GFC and, uh, and the period after that, gold benefited for a long period of time there as well. So you, know, you just wonder where this could potentially go to because this is going to be something where uh, central banks will be dealing with this, uh, this coronavirus hit for quite a period of time. Mm. Jerome Powell's statement were interesting. Um, you know, futures for the US markets tonight um, are up. You know, the Australian market obviously closed quite a bit higher. Was it a case of, you know, it wasn't like he was particularly positive. He was just like, well, things aren't going to get any better really till we've found a vaccine and we don't know when or if that's going to happen. And yeah. yet everyone's still like, oh, is it maybe it wasn't as bad as it could have been? Well, he said some words in particular that really resonated, I think, not by a long shot. And he was referring to the, whether the Fed was out of uh, no, policy ammunition. And just reinforces that if he sees anything in the economy which is, uh, is not to their liking, the Fed will go and, and act to support it. Now, given how accommodative uh, monetary policy already is around the world, including the United States, it's questionable whether it's actually going to go and get any traction with the economy. But certainly from a market perspective, we come back to that finite uh, supply. Same with stocks. No, there's only a certain number of stocks. And when you have money being printed, all of a sudden it's like, well, it's funneling into a set number of assets. Voila, we saw what we've seen today. 
Yeah. Um, another thing I just wanted to touch on with you, we had an interview with JP Morgan's um, head of Australian equity research on Ausbiz today. Uh, he was sort of looking at the sectors and, and in particular the, the, the profit re- revisions, the guidance revisions that we've seen here and how they have been um, you know, potentially worse than, than other markets, um, in particular the US. A lot of that has to do with changes to dividend policy here, which um, have been you know, harder and faster, I think, than some other markets. Definitely. You know, obviously, the Australian market is renowned worldwide for being a high dividend payer. So you strip that out and you're going to limit those payments, uh, those distributions to, to shareholders. And it's obviously going to have an impact on earnings and also valuations. You know, that's partly one of the reasons why the Australian market has probably underperformed you know, on this rebound we've seen in risk appetite. Yeah, we'll pop the, uh, the link in your episode notes to that interview. It was an interesting one. Um, something else that came out today, PricewaterhouseCoopers or PwC, I think now... I'm showing my age. Uh, <laughs> Chief economist Jeremy Thorpe um, was talking about how COVID-19 has, you know, really impacted sectors that have a, a, you know, disproportionately those that have a high representation of female workers. He's kind of dubbed this the the pink recession. It, does that sort of line up? And I'm sure it does with what you've been watching in the the labour force data over the past month or so. Oh, look, you look at the ones that are most uh, exposed to what we're seeing from disruptions and the one that t- the two that really stick out, should I say, uh, is the retail sector and also the tourism and travel sector. No, and uh, I'm honestly, I don't know the breakdown of uh, an agenda in terms of employment, but uh, it's clear that not only from a gender perspective, but I think from a demographic perspective, a lot of younger Australians have been worse hit by this, uh, by this crisis. So, no, fingers crossed that we can get going again, get the economy moving again and uh, and to hopefully get those people back into a job. Um, to be honest, I've seen some tentative evidence that the things are starting to look like they're improving. The one key thing, and we cannot control this, and we don't know what's going to happen, is the health side of things. Are we going to get a second wave here? Let's hope not. Yeah. Look, there's really two stocks of the day today. The first one, um, <laughs> this stock, WOA, Wide Open Agriculture, was up uh, almost 100% today. Uh, did a deal with Curtin Uni to produce meat-free protein from lupin, which is a, um, a crop that's really commonly grown in WA. Um, so the stock just on a massive tear, you know, that, that meat-free protein market now worth, you know, approximately $18 billion. And they reckon it's growing at 14% a year. Um, if you want to have a look at that interview, that's with the MD, Ben Cole. We'll pop those the, the link to that in your episode notes. The other stock of the day today that we were having a look at um, on the call, NextDC. So this is the, um, the operator of independent data centres. Um, we had in James Rosenberg from Value Holst and Gary Glover from Novus Capital um, ask them for their views on XT, NXT. Um, basically, it's cloud computing. And when I think of cloud computing, it's, I think it's someone else's computer. Yeah. They're the someone else. Um, and it's a fantastic and growing business. It's great for security. You're looking at multiple locations to have your data stored. The problem I have with it um, is that how long does that resilience last? At some point in time, that's going to become commoditised and erode their competitive advantage. Yeah, look, I fully understand James' comments there. I mean, it's a $4.25 billion market cap. Um, So I only had, what, first-type revenue of just under 100 mil. So the thing with this thing, it is growing. So it doesn't make any money yet, though still... Still, uh, I think it lost 4.9 million in the last half after 3.0 million the half before that. The thing about growth stocks is sometimes you've got to put the PEs aside. Um, it's usually only when they stop growing that PEs become more relevant. <laughs> but 
it's got some momentum here and then um, the one thing you know about sort of bear markets is the strongest stocks are the ones you should be buying. Gary Glover there from Novus Capital. Um, Scuddy, not much local stuff uh, out tomorrow in terms of data. Um, some bits and pieces coming in, you know, Japan, UK, US. What's, what's, what are you watching tomorrow? I think the ABS is going to release their preliminary uh, retail sales report locally. I'm pretty, mm-hmm. it's, it's either tomorrow or the next day, but uh, that's something that's on my radar. Um, look, to be honest, I think a lot of people are going to be looking at what happens tonight, the uh, World Health Organization. Uh, geopolitics may be back in the, uh, the headlines and dominating, but we'll see what, uh, what happens overnight. Yeah, okay. Um, thank you. Good to chat. We will chat tomorrow. Um, thanks again to Capstream. You can get more info about Capstream in your episode notes or visit capstream.com. I'm Kylie Merritt. Thanks for your company. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.